That's right, we are gearing up for a big Friday night showdown against Western Michigan, so I guess we should finally learn about who these Broncos are, and we do it with Ben Epstein, Editor-in-Chief of the Western Herald. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy another day in game week, everyone. Happy blessed day. We are so close to Michigan State football kicking off, but for this episode, uh, enough about our Spartans for a hot second. We're going to get to know that team from Kalamazoo traveling in and no one better to share their knowledge than the editor-in-chief of the Western Herald, Western Michigan student newspaper, Ben Epstein. How on earth are you doing, Ben? You doing okay on this great game week? I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited to get some football back. I think we've all been itching for that college football and I think we're all excited so I'm, I'm juiced to talk about this thank you for having me uh no thank you so much for for joining I, I love having you know students from the local newspaper because you guys are at all the practices you, you've been you know on this team from the beginning of the off season, and we got a lot of questions because well I think Western has a lot of questions as they go into the season but before we get to any of that I, just quick little overview okay last season Western Michigan eight and five Four and four in conference, absolutely smashed Nevada in the Quick Lane Bowl. But what right now is the state of the program at Western Michigan? Are people happy with Tim Lester as he heads towards his sixth sixth season, or what's the general vibe amongst Bronco Nation like? Sections of fans um, that have their opinions on Tim Lester. There's the side that um, doubt. Like um, we're never going to repeat our undefeated season um that undefeated regular season it was i wouldn't say call it a fluke but we had a, a special team there Corey davis is such a special player there, there are a lot of people that are really reality based the eight and five is good um in my personal i'm more based in that where i don't hate tim lester but i think there was room to grow we dropped here um we had leads um and i think the nevada win as great as it is it's our first bowl win in, in history of the school um it, it's it, it's not as impressive because they didn't have their start um you know i think we're all happy about sure. that and then there's the there's the, the section of fans that just on um, what we, we did um in 2016 so, so i don't know if we'll ever get back to that i don't i'm expecting undefeated seasons but i think the fan base is very split right now Understandably so. And look, I, hey, who wouldn't want to taste that success that you guys had in 2016, right? I mean, that's always going to be something that you're forever chasing. But as it stands right now, it doesn't look like 2022 will be another undefeated season for Western Michigan because week one against the Spartans, betonline.net has your Broncos at 20 point underdogs. I don't know if you're a big, you know, lines guy or anything like that, but when you hear 20 point underdogs, What's your first reaction to that? Are you feeling like, yeah, that sounds about right? Or is there a chance that Western can be a sneaky, sneaky underdog team this Friday in East Lansing? 20 points sounds just about right. Um, this this is like, if I'm being completely honest about this, Western, um, um, this is my senior year of college, and it's probably the, the most uh, uh, the we've had on the roster. 
and we have a ton of inexperience going into new positions. So, um, you know, I don't remember when I covered the game two years ago when we played you guys uh, in East Lansing. Uh, pretty much tightly contested for the first two quarters. I don't even know if we'd see something like that this time around. Um, on roster, so um, I, I think twenty points is is a great estimate, and uh, it might be more. Gotcha. You know what? Speaking of more, how about this for a transition right now? Let's just start getting into the offense because, well, yeah, obviously you guys had talent last year, and one of those major pieces was Sky Moore. How about that yep. for a segue? You like that? Uh, now he's with yes. the Chiefs. <laughs> you know, he's not with the Broncos anymore, but. What weapons on offense are still around for Western Michigan that should have us Michigan State fans maybe a little spooked for this Friday? Um, I think the main two people you have to worry about are Sean Tyler and Ladarius Jefferson. Um, okay. In my opinion, they're a top 10 duo. They both rush for on or over in near 1,000 yards. Um, when I talked to Tim Lester um, about a month or two ago, he he knows that we've lost you know Scott receiving core, so he knows that we're going to have to you know play that more ground and pound and grit kind of football going for two dangerous weapons. Sean Tyler is one of the fastest players I've seen on the field. Um, he's uh, outside the tackles and uh, can really you know uh, split away defenders downfield. And then the third down back red zone threat, where you're going to see him try and punch in something. Uh, in the red zone, he's going to have the ball in his hands. Uh, he actually, Ladarius used to be beyond the Michigan State roster, and then, um, and he's had a lot of success here in, in the Broncos uh, for the Broncos. So uh, I think definitely running back, and then receiving wise, um, we've got Corey Crooms and, and uh, Jalen Hall, Moore's complimentary wide receiver last year. Um, he did some damage when uh, Sky was getting doubled. You no, know, he uh, LB was able. to to hit him pretty well, um, and then uh, Jalen, he's six foot four, very physical uh, wide receiver. Um, can can beach also beat you down, huge target in the red zone. Um, but yeah, those are the main threats. I think if you were to if you were to be scared, it would be them. And I'm glad you brought up Ladarius Jefferson because obviously, hey, the old friend of the Michigan State program, we, we had to get to him. So I'm glad you know we're kind of kicking off the yeah. show with talking about good old Ladarius. And, of course, just like you said, he's paired with Sean Tyler. So is this like a lightning and thunder situation where one guy is, you know, the, the quick jitterbug, if you will, and the other guy just brings the rumble? Or what are their running styles like? Are they similar? Are they different? How, how do you no, that's, differentiate the running backs? Yeah, that's absolutely. That's ab- absolutely how I would describe it. I found him right as well. He's, and he's super talented. Um, Ladarius is more of the bru- bruiser, um, the numbers guy, you know, in in between the tackles, um, he'll get you those nitty gritty yards, and then Sean's just um, and if he gets to that second level, he's usually taken off. Right on. Well, there you go. And also, too, how about the guy handing the ball off to both of these guys? It was just announced not too long ago that Jack Salopic, if I'm saying that name right, you could check me on that if I totally butchered that last <laughs> name, but he is the starting quarterback this year and he has thrown. Five passes in college. Is there anything you can tell us about him? Like, do you know anything about this guy, or is he as big of a mystery as he is as he is to me? Um, I absolutely, I absolutely this guy. Um, I'm about as scared as every Western fan could be okay. right now. The guy only had his <laughs> Um, and then I watched him in the spring game. This uh, obviously a, a few 
months ago. And I ultimately the most accurate quarterback there. He had some good plays, um, hit a great slant route in the end zone. He just doesn't have that um, that arm talent that you'd expect out of a high-level quarterback. And uh, I don't think, you know, the deep threat is, is as much of a threat as it was maybe last year with Caleb Ellaby. Yeah, the, what I know about, about him is he's, he's pretty accurate. He has um, he has some runability. Like, he's a tiny bit. But I, I don't imagine they'd have, have him doing that too much during the game, but we'll see. But um, experienced, as you said, um, doesn't have a ton of run time. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he plays next. See, look at that. And we are not done talking about the offense. Of course, we're going to get to the defense. Heck, I might even ask you a punting and kicking question here in a hot <laughs> second. But, Ben, I, I just got to say goodbye to you for a hot second because I got to talk everyone's ear off about betonline.net. We already said it. Michigan State on BetOnline right now is 20-point favorites. If you're feeling good about that bet, Walk on over to betonline.net. Also, too, uh, Purdue is hosting Penn State. I'm going to be glued to that game. I do love Purdue plus three as home underdogs. But, hey, look, there's plenty of other games you could bet on in week one. And BetOnline has you covered because they are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for your odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, and even esports. How about that? That's right. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. Point blank, guys, they got you covered top to bottom. So head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and actions happening today. Once again, that's at Bet Online where the game starts. And as we start this second segment, hey, just want to thank you so much for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day as we are just this close to kickoff, Ben. This close to kickoff. We have finally made it. So, God, this is so exciting. What a time to be alive, Ben. Vibes have never been higher over here. This is is the best. Oh, I cannot wait to crack open 48 beers on a Breslin Center parking lot uh, to watch some college kids play football because that's how we roll around here. Um... Let's talk about what will be brought up no less than 47 times during the broadcast on Friday night. Hey, the offensive coordinator for Western is the quarterback of Michigan State's father. This is insane. Oh, my God, this is nuts. Um, actually, that, that is kind of crazy. That really doesn't happen a lot, but I'm already tired of that storyline. So let's talk about it some more. Um, any indication yep. of what's going to change on offense with with Jeff Thorne taking over as offensive coordinator, or are they doing a good job of keeping it under wraps in Kalamazoo right now? I haven't heard too much. When I talked talk to Tim, he didn't give me too much. Um, I know Jeff in his own right is a, is a very accomplished coach, um, yeah. incredibly smart, incredibly, um, you know, they're complex. They're, they're great. They, they open up holes usually for running back. He's got some great passing concepts, um, and obviously with developing his son into such a great, <laughs> I sure. assume he, he can uh, elevate the the abilities of Jack. Haven't heard anything too much on specifics, but I, I'm encouraged by you know the hiring in general. And so, opening holes for the running backs, obviously big important task, but this is also a big challenge for Jeff Thorne. Maybe I just want your thoughts on this because if I'm understanding this correctly, Western Michigan is replacing both their starting tackles from last year and their starting center, I believe. And if so, is, is that as big of a deal 
going in as it sounds like, or do you and the coaching staff and everyone else feel pretty okay actually with where the offensive line stands going into the season? Um, my lack of experience from the, the replacements. Um, I, they haven't named exactly who the starters are going to be, but a ton of uh, redshirt sophomores and freshmen that are probably going to be up for those positions. Me too much in the in that fact though because we have a great great offensive line coach and we have a proven track draft in the last mm-hmm. five six seven years of just churning out really solid offense. So I I'm really, really encouraged by the fact that we have that history behind us and I think maybe stumble out maybe out of the gate. Um, but this is a group and that has a you know a high talent level. So I feel like um, it won't be as big of a deal as it may be for other teams with the lack of experience so in all in total scale scale of one to ten you know one being you you couldn't feel worse about a unit in your entire life and ten you know oh my god we we got you know the the reincarnate of the kansas city chiefs on our team what's your optimism like for the offense going into the 2022 season at western michigan if i had to give it a rating one to ten we have good good running backs we have solid quarterbacks situation really scares me and the offensive line is you know just like you said a question mark any higher right. than, than a six um i, okay. I think like i th- i have some and learn on the go um and i think he's got the people that tim has hired over the past couple months they're, they're all very experienced people um with great track records um so potential there and i think the six maybe is a little higher than you expected just because that, that running back duo really they're both both super talented could be playing at uh power five programs in my opinion they was at one so um yeah i i, I think it's it's a good it's a solid unit but really where it's all decided gotcha and you know what, just for the defensive side i'll just start the defensive breakdown of this with the same question like how are you feeling about the defense on a scale of 1 to 10. Obviously, 1, you're not feeling great. 10, Bronco fans should feel extraordinary about their defense. Where are you rating the, the defense now to flip sides of the ball? I'd rate it about the same same thing. You're losing a lot of big-name players on the defensive line. Um, since there. Um, but when talking to Tim Lester, uh, I he told, told me that he thinks this is the best since he's been here. Um, and that was really a gotcha. moving thing for me. If he, if he really believes that, then a little bit on that. Um, there's a lot of talent up, up and down this defense, though. So it, it's just again, like, but, but I, I think it has the. I think it has more potential than the offense to be a higher rating by the end. Gotcha. And so, what, what, in your opinion, do you think is going to be like the rock of this defense? Whether it be a position group or just what they defend well, whether it be the pass or the run or what, what is this defense going to hang its hat on? If I could just borrow a interview cliche and say, what are no, they going to hang ab- their hat on? Absolutely. It's absolutely in our tackling. Um, Zaire okay. Barnes and Corvin Moment are two of the most talented linebackers here. Um, Zaire Barnes was just named to the Senior Bowl watch list. And Corbin Moment has been named to play himself, and they've both uh, made all MAC teams two years in a row. Um, um, they're both super talented. When I'm talking to Tim, he said that Corvin was going to be kind of, you know, as the middle linebacker. Obviously, that's their job back of the defense, but he's really giving him a lot of control this year. So um, I'm really encouraged by that. Is that they're adjust on the fly, um, and, and Lou Esposito, our 
defensive coaches uh, really rock solid. We had one of the uh, better defense. We had the top ranked defense in Mid American Conference last year. So um, it's I, I I think that's definitely. Where I I have a horrible superpower of being able to freak myself out about any game. Like Michigan State could be playing you know, Bath High School, and I'd get freaked out about it. So like. I'm very freaked out that, yes, Western is obviously a MAC team, you know, but like I am a little scared that, okay, they got a solid defense. And not only that, but all three linebackers from last year are returning as well. Is is that, is that, okay, great. I see you nodding your head. And now I'm, yeah, I'm officially terrified. Uh, obviously, <laughs> like that bodes well for Western, right? Because I'd imagine that these are three guys that you feel really good about returning to this year's team. Yeah, like linebacker, you know, when. When you, when you have that middle of the field secured down and you can lock up a, a post, great place to start. Um, and when you force teams to pass, that can obviously lead to mistakes. Um, but you have to open up in a lot of offenses. Um, so I, I think if if it were to not be how it would happen, we would have we would shut down the run game and maybe for, have to force you to do a few mistakes. see that happening at any point. But yeah, I mean... Having three linebackers with play all pretty much led the team in tackles last year, um, and their big leadership presence is definitely an encouraging sign for the defense. I, I definitely am encouraged more by the defense than I am the offense. And, you know, as the host of a daily Big Ten school show, we have to talk about the most Big Ten thing possible. Kicking. Punting, how on earth are we feeling in Kalamazoo about the punting situation, the kicking situation? Let's talk the foot portion of football, Ben. Why, why not? What, what better time to do it than now? Yeah, that's a, that's honestly a really, really tough place for us. Uh, um, we switched kickers, I think, two or three times. Uh, Tiago Caps is a for ever, ever since I've been here, um, and, and he had to step in. We Started with a catcher, and I think he's no longer on, on the team. And he was two for six on field goals last year. So kicking, I'm 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 horrified. Uh, okay. When I was in the booth last year, I held my breaking a kick. We it, like we, not even an extra point was a guarantee, and that's even incredibly embarrassing. Like that, that's as a football team, like I, we should shouldn't be holding our breath. So. Yeah, not looking great coming into this year. I know we have a couple freshmen on the team. I, I don't know, um, but I'd like to see someone new in the position because Tiago is going to be our, probably our um, and then, then our punting situation has just always been really strong. I, th- I I don't know if and you've seen the clips on Twitter, but he went viral for um, on Barstool for you know literally being a returner last, last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It, it, He's amazing, great. He should. I mean, I, I, he definitely has an opportunity to pin you guys back um, at at points of the game. Surprising to me if he got one inside the ten yard line or inside the five yard line at one. All right. Well, I, I feel good about the kicking portion of that. If we're holding our breath for extra points, I mean, I, look, a, a, after week one, yeah, after week one, I want to see Western do well. You know, I want to see all the in-state schools except the one in Ann Arbor do well. But for week one, I do enjoy hearing that. Kicking's going to be an issue this Friday. That, that's, that's very exciting for us. Surely, playing be. in front of like seventy five thousand people won't you know rattle him or anything like that. So perfect. Per- <laughs> no, that's what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> no, please. It's it's only seventy five thousand people on a nationally broadcasted game. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It'll it'll be okay. <laughs> now, with that said, Ben, what is going to happen? What has to happen for all seventy five thousand fans of Spark Stadium to leave stunned silent as Western Michigan rides back to Kalamazoo with a win? What is the road path to a Western Michigan victory on Friday to stun the country to kick off the season? Yeah, but I think it starts on defense with us. That's obviously our strong suit this year. Um, I think Lynn is obviously your guys are going to want to establish that early. That's Michigan State brand. That's Michigan State. You know, if you guys can't punch it down our throats, you know, then you have to go to the passing game, which isn't easy with you a lot of talent in your receiving core. So, mm-hmm. so if, if if I think if we get you to pass and stakes, that's it. It's going to be a game of a few mistakes. A fumble, an, an interception, uh, a five, and holding you there. You know, it's going to be things like that. They're going to be the little, the big difference makers. You guys are just a more talented and better team up and down your roster completely. And that comes with Slopic and the, the offense finding their gripping and their footing really quick. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays on that first drive because I I think really this offense rests on his shoulders this year. Um, um, you know, you have proven running backs, you have two receivers, but they're they're they're, they're very 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 solid options. Um, and so, it, like, for I would be happy to have either of these two on their roster, Jalen Hall or Corey Crooms. So, so um, down to his play and how he commands that offense, and if he's slinging it early and that accurate, and it's not even going to come down to us making big shots down the field i think we're gonna to have to methodically take you down yeah i think those are the keys to the game i think you know kicking and everything else that that'll just have to come on it there um but i i think that's really going to be the difference makers if, if that works and of course no sure yeah i mean it, it checks out you know i i don't see any flaw in that game plan right there obviously of course though easier said than done and of course, to get you out the door, I have to ask the most stereotypical question when we do a preview show is, hey, what's your prediction? Give us your prediction right now. Friday night, 7 o'clock, Spartans, Broncos, what do you see, Ben? Tell us the script. I, I think the 20-point line is really, really indicative of how this game's going to go. I think we all know this is a way. You know, I, 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 as much as I love my Broncos, I just sure. I know, they're, you know they don't, don't have that kind of talent. It would be amazing to see see for us I, I think it'll be at least a 20 25 to twice um, um we may we may get some garbage time touchdowns at the end but uh, i really think msi and easily i'll take it honestly where do i sign for that <laughs> right now because uh again I, I get so stressed out for these games but uh hey this has helped learn so much more about western michigan thank you so much ben for joining us uh where can we find people find you on social media or just to reach out to you? Where, where can the fine folks find you and the hard work that you do at the Western Herald? Uh, uh, you can always visit uh, any of at westernherald.com. And then personally, my Twitter is Ben Epstein uh, two, with two as Ben Epstein with one underscore. So I would appreciate any follow, any following. That would be awesome. 
Bang. You got it, man. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for your time, your knowledge, your generosity of everything that you shared with us. And also, gang, for listening and for watching. Thank you so much. You already know we're going to be back tomorrow because we do this five days a week here on Lockdown Spartans. But until then, have a great rest of the week. Let's go. Let's storm into kickoff. Love you all. Go green. Woo!